0: And so we were for several weeks on a couple weeks anyway on the picture of happiness. So I want to give a PS to this here. Psalm 144 144 verse 15 from the New King James Version says this. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So there are people that are supposed to be happy. They're the people who are in the kind of state that you read about in verse 11 through 15, but they're also the people whose God is the Lord. So if if the Lord, Jehovah, is our God, then we are supposed to be the happiest people on this planet. You understand that? So it's not uh, wrong to be happy. It's right to be happy. You have a right and you have a reason to be happy. And God wants us happy, amen? Father, thank you tonight for the word we're about to receive. I pray that you speak to us, Lord, that your servants, we, we listen, we hear, we intend to obey what the things that we hear you uh, speak to us. I ask that you, God, you minister by the Holy Ghost. Anoint me to minister your word and anoint your people tonight to receive your word. Thank you for that your word, the seed is already anointed and it will produce that which you send it to produce. It will accomplish that which you please. So Lord, have your way and confirm your word with signs following in our, in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. All right, take your seats. Praise the Lord. All right, again, we've been talking about this picture of happiness, and and uh, so how it says, God, uh, happy are the people who are in such a state, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Now, just a little bit of review. We got stuck on this Luke 12, verse 15, about where Jesus said, Take heed and beware of what? Covetousness, covetousness okay? So, covetousness is a real issue. It must be a deadly disease if Jesus Christ said, take heed and beware of it. I've told you, you know, there's no church in America that I've heard of. There's no uh, national conference. Nobody's, is, nobody's renting out any arenas, hosting any uh, covetousness 2018 conferences. It have, nobody writes books about covetousness and they become bestsellers because people don't want to talk about covetousness. But covetousness is a real issue enough for Jesus Christ to say in Luke 12:15, take heed and beware of it. Okay, watch out for this. That covetousness is that word, the Greek word pleonexia. Remember that? Remember that? And that pleonexia is the greedy desire for to have more. Now God wants you to have more. Is that right? God does not mind you having more. He does not mind you having plenty. God is a God of plenty. He is El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. He's the all-sufficient God. You never see a time in the scriptures where God provided for someone, whether an individual or a group, where they didn't end up with too much. If it was manna, it was too much manna. If it was water, it was too much water. If it was fish, it was too much fish. If it was loaves, it was too many loaves. If it was wine, it was too much wine everything that Jesus Christ or God ever provided was always too much if it was oil and meal it was always too much because God is the God of too much so get this religious idea out of your mind that God wants us just barely scrape by for his glory no he gets the glory when we can live and have too much and use that too much to be a blessing to somebody else got it all right so We have been, I believe, I know, I know, it happened two Sundays ago, delivered from this covetousness spirit. (laughs) We've been delivered from that. Again, so we can be ready to receive this end time redistribution of the wealth. Okay, there's a wealth transfer that's coming, but again, we got to make sure we don't have covetousness in our heart, because if we have it in our heart, we'll take money and hoard it. We'll take money and abuse it, just like the wicked rich are doing. Okay? So we don't want to do that. Now, um, this was important because God wanted us to understand. Remember in that, if you read Luke 12, 15, he says, take heed and beware of covetousness. He says, for life does not consist in the abundance of things. Right? So in other words, things aren't designed to make you happy. Okay? Things will not fulfill you. Your life is not about what you have. So we've been, we know this money does not make you happy. Okay? Money is not the key to happiness. Praise the Lord. Y'all remember this rich young ruler? In Mark 10, turn over to Mark 10 real quick. Just reviewing here. In Mark 10, there's a rich young ruler in the Bible, we, we call him, we label him that. And, and he was rich, but he wasn't happy. Remember? Because he came to Jesus Christ and asked, what must I do to inherit or obtain eternal life or the eternal God kind of life. In other words, he was rich but he, he, wasn't, he didn't have something that Jesus Christ had. Jesus was rich too. Now, Jesus wasn't broke. I, I proved that to y'all last Sunday again. Okay? But, but this man saw a happiness, a joy in Jesus that he didn't have. So he asked, hey, what can I do to have that? Jesus said, well, hey, take what you have, sell, give to the poor, take me across and follow me. In other words, if you want to be happy, give and you'll be happy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. And so uh, in Mark 10, 22, I want you to look at Mark 10, 22. It says, uh, but he was sad at this word. Do you see that? He was happy at this word. He was sad at this word and went away full of sorrow. See, at first, he was just, you know, unhappy in the sense that, you know, didn't didn't really have abundant joy. But now he's full of sorrow. Why? For he had great possessions. Or he didn't want to give up what he had. Now, he was asking, how do I get happiness? But he didn't understand the key to his happiness would have been, Jesus wasn't asking the man to go broke. He wasn't asking the man to start over. He was asking a man to transfer accounts, to, to, to make a transaction in the spirit that would have given him abundance. Remember I told you, he didn't stick around for the, for the rest of the message. But well, Jesus comes along later on and says, no man who's left father or mother or house or land or children or, you know, whatever for my sake in the gospels who won't, will not receive 100 fold now in this time. So Jesus wasn't asking him to go and be some pauper somewhere. He was saying, I want you to take your trust out of the riches that you have and put your trust in the riches of the kingdom. And I guarantee you, you'll have more in this life yes. Yes, sir. Than, than you think you have now. Because what, what he had now, the things he, that the rich man had at that moment were controlling him. It said he had great possessions. Really, the possessions had him. He was possessed. He was possessed. The, the things had him. And if you're now, nah, see, some of y'all look at me like, well, I don't have that problem because I ain't rich. You can be, you can be. <laughs> so don't look at me with that face. Just because you're not a multimillionaire. You can be a minimum wage worker walking around here, you know, got your little A to B car and still be possessed by things. Covetousness not, does not have anything to do with how much money you have. It's, it's does the money or do the things have you? And I'm telling you, the, the problem with most of us in the body of Christ is our, even our little things have us. Glory to God. It's true anyhow. So he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now, again, covetousness or greed will destroy people's lives and destroy people's homes. All right. I, I want to give you these scriptures one more time here. Proverbs chapter one and verse 19. I want you to put your eyes on this to see this here. Glory to God, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't think you don't need this scripture <laughs> don't think just because you're you know you're not Bill Gates you don't I don't need that scripture because I ain't no in the world I can be covetous and there's no way in the world I can be you know whatever yes you can yes you can you can be getting a little government disability check and be just as covetous as anybody in the scripture because the moment somebody asks you for help oh, now, oh this is all I have I'm on a fixed income oh really your trust is in that check you are just as covetous as the man we just read about. Mm, mm, Got to kill that religious spirit in the name of Jesus. Okay, Proverbs 119, are you there? Yes. Says, so are the ways of everyone who is what? Greedy for, gain. greedy for gain. So greedy for gain. Everyone who is greedy for gain are those who have greed. It, or greed, takes away the life of its owners. So greed does not give you life. Greed will take your life. Got it? Tell your neighbor, don't be, greedy. don't be greedy. Now, this is not talking about don't don't desire more. This is not talking about don't increase. This is not talking about don't uh, allow God to increase your desire. It's talking about don't you be greedy. Where, because when you get greedy, you'll, you'll sacrifice your honesty. You sacrifice your integrity. Yes. You sacrifice your dignity, trying to get more. That's good. That's when you don't know greed and this covetousness is stepped in is is in there. Okay, Proverbs chapter fifteen, verse twenty verse uh, twenty seven. Proverbs fifteen, verse twenty seven. Y'all don't rush me. We'll go here in a minute. Proverbs fifteen, verse twenty seven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice right what it says right here. He he who is greedy for gain, does what? Troubles his, troubles his own house. So that one who's greedy for gain, I just all I can think about is I'm I'm gonna make this money. I'm gonna make this money. I'm I'm going to do this whatever. You trouble your own house. On, the devil's no no is that the devil? That's you. <laughs> it's the man. No, it's not the man. It's you. Okay, troubles his own. That's what it means. His own house. Right, but watch what it says here. But he who hates bribes will live. Now bribes, remember you're giving up your honesty, your your integrity, and your dignity. Okay, but he who hates bribes will live. Bribes, rather, I think I said brides. (laughs) We don't want to hate brides, we love our brides. Bribe, bribes. He who hates bribes will live. So we're talking about, this is the opposite of that person being greedy for gain. Remember what we read in Proverbs 119, that that person who is greedy for gain, uh, he will, the, the greed will take his life. Right? Over here, the person who hates bribes, the person who is not covetous, who is not greedy, will live. So I want you to see again how important or how um, impactful this disease of covetousness is what's the greek word again pleonexia it's a disease the way the word jesus used he used a disease term because it'll kill a person it's a disease of the spirit glory to god works all around in your soul and it'll destroy a person and god doesn't want us destroyed in fact, glory to God. Proverbs um, over here in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32. Says, for the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Now anybody have a King James? Does it say something different in complacency? Anybody have a King James? The prosperity. Okay, so let's read it this way. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the prosperity of fools will destroy them. See, the Father God knows that. He knows that if you let a fool get his hands on prosperity, it will kill him. Uh, Maybe y'all not listening. The microphones are working tonight, everybody? Okay, all right. So the prosperity of fools will destroy them. And God doesn't want us destroyed. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. All right? Now, so God doesn't want us losing our lives. He doesn't want us destroying our families over greed, over stuff. Okay? Chasing money, chasing things. So what He I want to talk tonight about something he's made available to us that is much more valuable than money, much more valuable than, than things. In fact, if you get this. Money and things will come to you all the time. It's a word you know very well. It's called wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. It's wisdom. See, it's much more valuable than anything we can go after. Look at Ecclesiastes, please. You're in Proverbs now, right? Go over to Ecclesiastes, the next book. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And verse 12. Well, I'll start at verse, verse 11. It says wisdom is good with an inheritance. <laughs> Isn't that right? Because prosperity destroys a fool. So wisdom is good with an inheritance. So you don't want to give somebody a boatload of money and they're a fool. I mean, just look at what we see in the, in the NFL or the NBA or the MLB or in hockey or, you know, or in, 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 major, in these careers, where people come into a lot of money at one time. It's like, in a, it's like getting an inheritance. It's, one, it's lump sum that they come into, and, but it says wisdom is good with an inheritance and profitable to those who see the sun. For wisdom, look at this, is a defense as money. Is a defense so money is a defense right yeah it is money can protect you from a lot of stuff okay but wisdom we're gonna see is better watch this says but the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it so money or the grief of money will take your life but it says wisdom will give life to the one who has it. <laughs> and God knows that. That's why he doesn't want us going after money, going after things. He wants us to go after wisdom. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now remember what we, re- what we saw in Proverbs 119 that greed takes away the life of its owners. But notice again it's there, it says here wisdom gives life. So what, what do we want now? We want wisdom. We want wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Everybody know what wisdom is? Wisdom is divinely gained application. Okay? You know the the three levels of of knowledge, right? Number one is knowledge. Number two is understanding. Number three is wisdom. The stages. Are y'all listening to me? So knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. You'll see those three throughout the book of Proverbs. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge is gained information. That's what you get in school. That's what you get when you read. is gained information. Understanding is gained comprehension. So it's one thing to have information. Another thing to have comprehension. Got it? It's a different level. Y'all, y'all, y'all listen to me tonight? But then the highest level that, that we're trying to, that we, we go for and we receive, now we, we receive all three. But don't stop at knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. Okay? Understanding is important, but the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. So wisdom is divinely gained application. Okay? Well, what does that mean, Pastor? All right? So if I have, have information, okay, information is great, but that doesn't tell me what to do. Wisdom is knowing what to do. That's what you want. I mean, you can, you can go online and get in all kind of information. You can find out, all right, well, it's, they say it's raining outside. Great, that's information. Well, what do you do? Huh? See, a farmer, a farmer knows, oh, it's rainy season. Oh, okay, it's a good time to plant. Are you following this here? Yeah. So, so wisdom is beyond just knowledge. And people, people get all kind of knowledge. But the Bible said again, knowledge puffs up. Right. Right. Information is great. But knowing what to do is, is, is the highest level. That's what you're going for, okay? So we're talking about here that you, need, you and I need wisdom. And God has made wisdom available to us so that we don't have to chase money and chase things. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. We begin to chase wisdom yeah. and get the wisdom from God. Oh God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And before I, before I forget, because the, script, the scripture just came to my mind here, Proverbs 18, verse 1. The scripture just came up in my spirit. Proverbs 18, verse 1. It says here, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Now, somebody have the King James on that here? Do you have King James? Let me, let me see your King. Let me borrow that real quick. King James... If we had a screen, they'd just put it up for me, the King James, but we don't have that, so I gotta, y'all got to help me out. says here, through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. So somebody who gets out by themselves, like a fool, they're going to start intermeddling with all wisdom. They're going to start listening to all kinds of stuff. They'll have this kind of mess coming in their head, this religion, this person teaching, this person telling them something. Before you know it, they'll be just confused as they can be. Because they have isolated themselves and they're now intermeddling with all kind of wisdom. All right. We're looking for the wisdom of God. What are we looking for again? The wisdom of God. All right. Now, so wisdom is a key, one of the master keys to happiness. Look at Proverbs. I mean, we can, we can see it in spades right here. Proverbs 3. I like it when the Bible just says stuff like this. Proverbs 3, verse 13. Y'all have that. says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Y'all didn't see it, did you? Happy is the man who finds wisdom. So the one who finds wisdom is, is happy, or you're going to be very happy. Well, remember, now what is wisdom again? Divine application. divine application, or knowing what to do. So you get happy when now you know what to do. Have you ever been in a situation where something came up and you don't know what to do? You're you like, oh man, you lost. You, you don't really feel good about ignorance. You don't really feel good about, oh man, I, I'm stuck here. But the moment, oh. The light comes on. Oh, I see. All of oh, a sudden so now a smile comes to your face. Now even the fear goes away. Am I right about it? Have you ever been in a situation where, where you didn't know what to do and fear came in, in, and the moment the wisdom of God comes, all the fear is gone. I know what to do. Praise God. Now you're happy. Now you rejoice and praise the Lord. And the Bible just tells us right here in, in, in clear text happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding let me borrow your bible again because you have amplified on here he's loaded look at this verse, verse 13 verse 13 watch this remember we've been reading other places the word blessed and we read amplified to say happy now watch this listen to this it says happy now it goes for this, blessed fortunate enviable so the key word is happy, but here's what that happiness is going to look like: blessed, fortunate, enviable. Is the man who finds listen to this skillful and godly wisdom. So when you find skillful, skillful knowing what to do, godly divine wisdom, you'll be happy. You'll be blessed. You'll be fortunate. You'll be enviable. Isn't that good? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, let's keep going here. So happy, I'm going back to, to the New King James Version. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Verse 14. For her proceeds, watch this. Now, her. who is the her in this scripture? here? Her is wisdom. Let's not, let's not be confused. Her is wisdom. It's not talking about your mama and your grandmama and your, you know, Auntie, auntie Nim. This is her wisdom. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. And her gain wow, imply better than fine gold. And everybody tries to chase out the silver and gold. But the Bible says if you get wisdom, it's better than all that. Knowing what to do, I mean, think about this. Think about this. If, if, you, if you're sitting there with all the money in the world, all the wealth in the world, the, I mean, the, the wealthiest people, in, you know you know, the wealthiest people in the world die too. They, they get sick and they go to the doctor and the doctor says, we don't know what to do. Right. Now, they got the money. <laughs> but money isn't fixing their issue, is it? Right. Knowing what to do would fix their issue. Right. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes, so what you want is beyond... Please don't get Come me wrong. On. Nothing wrong with money. <laughs> don't, don't be crazy. Nothing's wrong with money. You need money in Publix. So let's not, not be crazy. You need money at Duke Energy or else they'll cut your lights off and blow your candles out. Okay? <laughs> they'll come blow your candles out at night too. But I'm talking about you need to know what to do. You need answers. You need wisdom. You need direction from God. Because there'll be things that money cannot, cannot fix. Money can't answer Glory to God! All right, now let's look at this here. Verse fifteen. She is. This is wisdom. So wisdom is more precious than rubies. Now watch this next part, y'all. Listen, y'all. Listen. You you look at your Bible out in front of you. I want you to read this here. It says, "And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her." Anybody have some stuff you desire? I know you also desire. You got this car on your list, and this house on your list, and this purse, and these shoes, and all these kind of great desires. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But the Bible says there's nothing that you can desire that will compare with wisdom. So if you get all the stuff, all the things, and you have them now, your closet's full, your garage is full, and you the, you the, you catch me out of your whole family. But if you don't have wisdom, you won't be worth nothing. You'll be broke in a minute. (laughs) That's right. People use you and abuse you. Are you hearing me tonight? This this must be too simple for y'all. Okay. All things you may desire cannot compare with her. Verse 16. Now watch this. Length of days is in wisdom's right hand. That's long life, right? Long life is in Wisdom's left wisdom's left hand and in, in her right hand rather right. Glory to God. Right. How many of you want to live a long time? Yes. It's found in wisdom you get wisdom you can live long yes, yes. Glory to God is knowing to do I was telling the group this morning. I was uh, feeling some little ache in my back You know coming out this morning. I'm like man. I don't, I don't that's kind of a weird feeling and then says, I heard of me drink more water Absolutely. He said you've been drinking too many so too many, too many sodas and they're diet sodas, but it's still too many sodas. And he said, you've been drinking too many. Back off that and just drink water for a while. Just straight, just water for a while. Now, what's, that's, that's wisdom from God. It's not, not that I had it, it's he spoke it. You understand what I'm saying? Wisdom, I don't mean something you learn at the university. I'm talking about God who's alive and well today speaking to us as people. If any man lacks wisdom, the Bible says, let him ask God who gives liberally and doesn't hold anything back. So God will give us wisdom. God will tell you, "I can't." God, I'm having trouble with my children. He'll tell you exactly what to do. God, I'm having trouble in this class. He'll tell you exactly what to do. I'm having trouble in this job. I can't figure things out. He'll tell you exactly what to do, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. The spirit of wisdom, he's called in Isaiah. The spirit of wisdom. Glory to God. All right, so so here's long life, or a length of days, rather in her left in her right hand. Look what's in her left hand, y'all. This girl come, she come loaded. Both hands packing in her right, in her left hand, riches and honor. So I don't have to go after riches and honor. I just gotta get the wisdom. I just gotta go after wisdom. So if I go after wisdom, she comes with. Your Bible says a man will be commended according to his wisdom. You ever read that? A man will be commended according to his wisdom. What does that mean? That means a man will be rewarded according to his wisdom. That That means your wisdom will tell on you. Your wisdom will become evident in how things manifest in your life glory to God man will be commended according to his wisdom alright verse 17 her ways are the ways her ways rather are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are what peace she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her so you want to be happy you got to get wisdom you got to find wisdom and retain her Verse, 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 verse 13 said, find wisdom, you'll be happy. Then it said, retain wisdom, and you'll be happy. So when you find wisdom, you retain it. Don't let her go. Hold on f- to what you got. Praise the Lord. Don't, don't let wisdom go. You can let other things go. Don't let wisdom go. Again, the word says wisdom is a principal thing. All right? So are you saying this here tonight? That that the key to happiness in life, and everybody's trying to be happy. Remember, we we started all we started this on the Fourth of July, did we? We did. This whole series on Fourth of July weekend uh, because our Declaration of Independence, the preamble talks about uh, right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We talked about how everybody's pursuing happiness, and the Bible never called us to pursue happiness. No, if we get in the right state, if we make the Lord our God, we'll be happy. If we get in this, uh, get rid of covetousness and get over in the, in the going for wisdom, we will be happy. You don't have to pursue happiness. Glory to God. People, people pursue happiness and they change jobs, change wives, change cities, change, 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 change. And the Bible says, the Bible says, don't, don't associate with those who are given to change. Your Bible says do not associate with those Who are given to change People who keep changing everything all the time It says you better get away from them Change boyfriend, change girlfriend Change, change gender, change race Change school, change, change church Change job, change everything Change, change, change Change, change it all the time And you know the problem is? The more they change, the more they stay the same. Because the problem isn't the job. The problem isn't the city. The problem is inside of them. Okay? So we don't have to pursue happiness. We pursue wisdom. And wisdom comes with happiness. I'll show you here, okay? Wisdom will make us happy. Now, let me, let me show you here a couple more things here before, we, before we quit here. Praise the Lord. First Kings. First Kings. Go back towards the front of the Bible. First Kings. And uh, chapter 10. How many of y'all ever heard of King Solomon? David's son. Okay. King Solomon was the greatest king to ever live. until uh, so Jesus showed up. Because Jesus said a greater than Solomon is here. Right? And we're after Jesus. So we're to be greater than Solomon. All right. Now, what was Solomon known for? Wisdom. His wisdom. Remember, God came to him in a dream. Well, here, it starts like this. Solomon becomes king. He makes a great sacrifice to God. A thousand burnt offerings, a thousand this, a thousand of, He makes a great offering, and he falls asleep, and God comes to him in a dream at night and says, hey, man. He, he said, ask. When you read it in, in, the, in the word, it'll have ask, exclamation point. Yeah. I mean, when you, that's an offering. That's the kind of offer right there. He said, ask. That's how I want God to come to me. I want to be that kind of giver that he can depend on. He just kinda say, boy, just ask. So the Bible says, he said, ask. What shall I give to you? And, and Solomon goes, you know, hey, I'm just a young guy. You know, I don't really know too much. He said, you know, but I need wisdom to lead your people. And God says, what you say? Wisdom, He said, so God says, well, because you didn't ask for the life of your enemy, because you didn't ask for riches, because you didn't ask for long life, he says, I'm going to give you the wisdom that you asked me for, but I'm going to throw in riches. I'm going to throw in long life. I'm going to throw in the life of your enemies. Your Bible talks about how in all of Solomon's day, he had peace on all around on every side. Not one enemy even approached Solomon. He asked for wisdom. He may, he, because remember, he's the one that wrote in Proverbs uh, 4 that wisdom is a principal thing. He's the same guy that wrote it because he knew, I, he asked for wisdom and look what God did for him. I mean, this man is so loaded. The Bible says God gave him largeness of heart. Uh, Solomon is so wise. I mean, he's got, he's got kings coming from all over the world, coming to sit down and hear him talk. And they're going to bring him little gifts. Not little gifts. They're bringing him, you know, major, major endowments. I mean, he is loaded beyond measure. Am I right about it? And, and you remember his, his first open act of uh, demonstration of his wisdom when those two women came, one, one woman said, they, they said, hey, we both had these babies. And they said, we lay down at night. And this lady rolled over on her baby and killed her baby. And she wake up in the morning and going to make like my baby is her baby. What are we going to do? Well, Solomon's got this wisdom from God. He says, hold on. Lord talks to him. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Bring that baby over here. Bring me a sword. Hey, uh, bring me a sword. We're going to cut the baby in half and we'll split the baby in half. And, you know, each of you get a slice. The real mother said, Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Just give her the baby, please. Before you kill my baby, just give him to her. He said, That's the real mother right there. The people were like, Oh, my God. How did this dude know this? It was the wisdom of God. Wisdom will make you shine on your job. Wisdom will make you shine in your school. Wisdom will make you shine. F- wisdom will make you stand out. So, at the very top of our prayer list needs to be wisdom from God. Glory to God. Wisdom is a principal thing. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Happy is the one who retains wisdom. So, we need more wisdom. Everybody say, I need more wisdom. Matter of fact, say, I need the wisdom of God. All right, now, now, now. Look, look you in First Kings ten. Yes, all right, look at verse one, please. Verse one. Y'all ever heard of the Queen of Sheba? Yes. This sister come. This sister girl come. Right. This sister girl. Now, when the Queen of Sheba heard the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She's gonna test him because she heard how wise this fella is. So she's gonna bring. She's gonna get all her all her uh, counsel. Let's put together the hardest questions we can think of. All right, verse. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue or a large contingency with camels that bore spices, very much gold, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. She's trying him, testing him. So Solomon answered all her questions. Remember, he's got wisdom here. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. I'm talking about the wisdom of God. You read earlier on, the Bible talks about how God gave gave Solomon wisdom about trees and about animals and about the fishes and all of that. Just God gave wisdom about this. God gave gave Solomon, you read those things in Proverbs, God gave him that wisdom. In other words, he didn't go to university or school for it. Come on, He didn't go to school for it. God just downloaded his wisdom into his heart that he knew things. He's the one that wrote things like, consider the ant, you sluggard. Okay, all right. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. Oh, glory. And when the queen of Sheba had seen, what? All the wisdom. How she saw all the wisdom. Because a man will be commended according to his wisdom. In other words, wisdom, when you really have wisdom, wisdom will manifest itself in, the, in your life. You'll, you'll see the manifestation of what wisdom brings. Oh, y'all understand what I'm saying to you tonight? She saw all his wisdom. It says, the house. Now she's listening now. Now this is a list of what wisdom produced. The house, because it didn't say and the house, it said the house. Wisdom produces house. Isn't that, isn't that your word in Proverbs, Proverbs 24? By knowledge a house is built. By understanding it is established. By wisdom its rooms are filled with all pleasant and precious riches. Wisdom will build your house. By wisdom a house is built. Hey, my God, I'm trying to... <laughs> By wisdom, you need to make... Listen, I'm just telling you, my, my wife and I had that scripture on our wall and we believe in God because it says in Proverbs 24, verse 1, by wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. By knowledge, when we need a furniture, this, we, we, it's we're still on our wall. It's still on our wall, in our living room. By knowledge, its rooms are filled with all pre- pleasant and precious riches. You need, you need a full house or furniture? Anybody believe in God for some furniture? I, no, forget it. All right, let me keep going. Keep going, y'all, y'all. playing. Y'all playing. I'm telling you, wisdom will bring it to pass. Understanding and knowledge will bring it to pass. Glory to God that did it for us. It did it for Solomon. It's watch this. Now she's seeing all his wisdom. Here's the list: the house that he had built, the, the food on his table. This man knew how to get food. He, he was so wise, he appointed 12 food governors. Y'all know his story? 12 food governors. He, so each month, there was a governor responsible for, for uh, supplying his table. So the other 11, while it wasn't their month, they would go all over the world. Traveling. Getting spices. Finding food. and Because they knew when it was their month. When it was their month. They had to come bring something on Solomon's table. Wisdom. Oh, Jesus. It said the the food on the table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel. They're dressing sharp. His cupbearers and his entryway by watch this by which he went up to the house of the Lord notice Solomon in his wisdom didn't disconnect himself from the house of God by wisdom he made sure there was a direct connection between his house and God's house see if you operate in your own wisdom you will disconnect your house from God's house and you have to live by your own understanding but someone said, no, 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 no. It's by wisdom I got all this, so I'm going to make sure my house is connected to God's house. Now watch this. When she saw all that, she fainted. Girl passed out. Anita, the Bible says there was no more spirit in her. She, whew, she, she couldn't. So they got a little smelling salt or whatever, they had to wake her up, some ammonia or something, got her up. Verse six, then she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed the half was not told to me. They couldn't tell at all. Wisdom will make it where you can't exaggerate. You can't even exaggerate. When true wisdom is working in your life, you, people, people, they're going to say, gonna, you, uh, you know, you got to go see it. You got to go see it. Just got to go see it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. I'm going to preach myself happy already. She said, however, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told. Watch what she says. Your wisdom. And prosperity Exceed the fame of which I heard. She said they 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 try to tell me, but (laughs) let's Now watch this. I want to read one more verse here. Verse 8. Happy are your men and happy are these your servants. Now she's going to tell us why they are happy. Who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. She said the reason these fellows are so happy is because they get to stay here day and night and hear the wisdom words that are coming off your lips. No one of these guys are so happy because you can't get around real, real wisdom and not be happy. If the, Bible says, the Bible says that a good word will make, make you glad. A word in due season, how Some of y'all the reason why you so depressed is because you keep disconnected from the word of God. The reason why you, well, um, you know, every time I see you uh, is because you you won't just lock into the word of God, man. You need to get around and sit your butt down around some wisdom. And sh- and shut up and don't act like you know everything Because you don't know everything Because if you were as wise as you pretend to be You would have some prosperity And some servants And some and some stuff So what I realized Sister Gary is I ain't as smart as I thought I was If I was as smart as I thought I was I'd be a lot further off than I am now So I decided to just become a dumb sheep and listen to God. And listen to some other folk. Oh, y'all don't like that. And listen to some other folk who know more than I do. Who can teach me something? Who can tell me something? Who have gone this way already. Well, can I just can I just talk? Can I just meddle? One of the biggest problems with our young generation is our young generation got such stupid mindsets. They won't sit down and listen to some of these folk who've already been that way before. Child, these folk, they've already been down the aisle. These folk, they've already had two or three kids and raised them well. Just shut up every once in a while and Listen. Stop isolating yourself and in a matter, You can't YouTube how to how to raise no baby. Get around some Jesus. Get around somebody who knows about this thing, who's done this thing once or twice. Y'all shout or something in here, man. Just say something. ain't going to blog your way into a good marriage. No! No. Sit down with somebody who got a good marriage and say, hey man, this is what you got to do right here. Happy are your men and happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have time. I'm very busy. You stupid. You stupid. You know, you know why you're so busy? Because the Bible says that if the axe be dull, you have to use more strength. That's what that's what Proverbs says. If your axe is dull, you got to use more strength. That's why you're working so hard because you, you don't have any wisdom. You got you got a dull you got a dull blade on your axe. But wisdom sharpens your blade. So, you work less and produce more. Woo, son. This is a good preacher right here, boy. I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. Because you, you got a dull axe. Yeah, you got iron sharpens iron. So you, and, and, and you got to get around iron, and for iron to sharpen iron, it's got to be a real hard abrasive iron. Bark's gonna fly. They're gonna say something that might that might make you mad every once in a while, but that mad is getting you sharp. Too many times we got too many grown teenagers around here. I don't mean teenagers, I'm talking about grown folk still acting like teenagers. Just won't sit down and listen to nobody, man. So maybe you just sit on and listen to somebody. Tell them sit on and listen to somebody. I mean, let me ask this question. Is it working? Because if what you're doing ain't working, how long are you gonna keep on using that old dull axe? Hallelujah. Alright. Alright, let me let me let me finish here. Let me finish here. OK, so wisdom we're talking about here I want to be more specific with this wisdom here, as I, as I close out here tonight. More specific with this wisdom, what I'm talking about specifically is direction from the Holy Ghost. There is the Holy Ghost.) <laughs> Don't listen, don't listen to these postmodern neoclassical Christians here we got. No, the Holy Ghost is real, he's alive, and he still talks. I'm glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, baptizing the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and sowing mysteries and reaping revelation, Holy Ghost. Because that's where the wisdom comes from. He is the spirit of wisdom and truth. <laughs> so the Lord, he wants to lead us in the way that we should go, okay? Now, just, 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 just think about this for you, in yourself for a minute. Have you ever made a bad move or a bad decision? And if so, what did it bring you? Happiness? Brought you sorrow. It brought your grief. It always will. It always will. But when you and I receive and follow divine instructions or divine direction from the Holy Ghost, we will always end up happy. Are you hearing me? We will always end up happy. The key is we must trust God's instructions. Okay? Now, go back to Proverbs. Let's, 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 let me give you a couple more here. Matter of fact, let's, let's do this. Those of you getting baptized, y'all go ahead and get ready. Y'all go, if you're getting baptized, y'all are, let's go ahead and get ready. Who's ever in charge, work and help them out. So when I finish, y'all are ready to be baptized. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 16, verse 20. Are you there? No, no you're not there. Good, because I don't want 20, I want 18. We'll get to 20. Okay, Proverbs 16, verse 18. Are you there now? Pride, P-R-I-D-E, pride, goes before what? And a what? Hearted spirit spirit before what? A fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Now watch verse 20. Watch verse 20. Watch verse 20. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever, watch this, trusts in the Lord. Is that that clear? So if you heed the word. Now remember you're talking about divine direction from the Holy Ghost. The Lord leading us in the way we should go. Us trusting in the Lord, okay? So if we heed his word wisely or heed his wisdom we will find good. So we don't have to keep ending up with grief and sorrow uh-huh. sessions. I've had enough of those. I said I've had enough of those. Made a bad decision and, you know, remorse and regret. Oh, man, that was dumb. I've had enough of those. I can't, I can't take any more of those. I, 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 like, I like being happy all the time. So watch what it says. And whoever trusts in the Lord, come on. Happy to see. So are you trusting in the Lord? All the time? (laughs) Proverbs 28. Go to Proverbs 28. Hallelujah. 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 Proverbs 28. Uh Uh-uh. No, I, that's the wrong, I, get, I got the wrong scripture written down. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm not going to worry about that. Because that's not what I wanted to read to you. All right. <clears throat> okay. Let's go to Proverbs 3 then. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. and verse 5 oh okay I know what the problem is I said Proverbs 28 my paper clearly says Psalm 28 I don't know. okay go to Psalm 28 clean my glasses Psalm 28 like I know something wrong with that I'm reading it right off my paper wrong okay Psalm 28 verse 6 and 7 are you are you there Okay, blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. Did y'all see that? He is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise him. Y'all see that? Now, I want you to listen to this, because we don't have it on the screen, from the New Century Version. The New Century Version. That same verse 6 and 7 in Psalm 28 says this. Praise the Lord because he heard my prayer for help. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him and he helps me. I trust him and he helps me. Now watch the end. I am very happy and I praise him with my song. So when we trust him, he helps us, we end up happy that's just how it works praise God I mean over and over and over again remember I asked you do you trust in the Lord yeah we trust the Lord okay all the time now we can say oh you know what uh, not necessarily all the time some things I just kind of do on my own some things because you know I've already I've already been down this road before I can figure I can do it on my own but no 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 we got now, now I want you to go to Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 now Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 now this makes sense to you doesn't it okay Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, you know it growing up. It says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on. Do not lean to your own understanding. understanding. Come on. And he shall. All the time. So, notice again, in all your ways. So, now, please don't get me wrong. I don't mean when you get in the morning, Lord, what shoes do I put on? You know, some people get that technical. And that's, if you do, I don't mean to, to knock you. You know, bless your heart. But I'm talking about when you, before you make these decisions, yeah. these life decisions you're making, Amen. you better acknowledge God. Yes. Because there's a way. That seems right. Come on, that seems right. So remember, <laughs> the end, end there of is death or destruction, right? And so we don't want to go in that way that seems right. We want to go in the way that is right. Yes. 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 Psalm 32, verse 8 says, um, says, God says, I will lead you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Okay? All right, let's go to one last place here. This is our last place tonight. Psalm 107. Psalm 107. So we're trusting the Lord. I was telling a group this morning, I was in my car the other day, and uh, I was gone somewhere, which I I knew how to get there, and just came to me, turned the the, uh, navigation on. And then when I was going back home, I know how to get home from anywhere in this, in this region, essentially, but turn the navigation on. Why do I to turn the navigation on? Because I'm practicing being led. See, so many times in the body of Christ, we, we start to function on our own knowledge, our own intellect, our own reasoning, and we end up with those unhappy, sorrowful, grievous times, as opposed to the happy times all, that we should have all the time. Because, oh, I already know this. I already know. And we can't get stuck like that. Because inevitably, the, the devil's going to set something up for us <laughs> to get us in trouble. So um, that's what we do. Our, uh, Psalm 107, are you there? Yes. Okay. Verse 23 is where I want to go. It says, those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they see what? The works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep for he commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves of the sea they mount up to the heavens they go down again to the depths now watch what's happening now this is, this is some, it hit some rough areas in their life their soul melt because of what trouble alright they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man Look at this in this verse And are at their wit's end Everybody say their wit's end Now I want you to understand something here Wit's end Is a very good place to get to You ever heard anybody say Boy I'm at my wit's end Wit's end is the perfect place You need to get to Wit's end In my my Bible there's a little marker over that, that phrase And in my center column reference If you got a good Bible it'll read this way all their wisdom is swallowed up. All their wisdom is swallowed up. Okay? In the Again, I wish we had on the screen for you to look at it tonight, but we don't. The New Century Version, if you were to read that, it'll that end of that verse will say, They did not know what to do. Are you hearing me? So there's a place you come to in your life many times where you just don't know what to do. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. Yes. And people, you know, I don't want to confess. I don't, know, I don't know what to do. No, I'm not telling you to confess. I don't know what to do. But it might be your reality that you don't know what to do. Jehoshaphat was with the people in Second Corinthians, Second Chronicles 20. He said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So he wasn't stressing out that they didn't know. He was saying, Lord, I don't know, so we're going to look to you. So they are at their wits' end. Y'all hold on a minute. Y'all hold on. I'll give y'all time. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody watching y'all. They are at their wits' end. Or they have reached the end of their wisdom. This is exactly what you need to get to. I need to get exactly to this point where I don't know what to do. And I admit it. Because it's at that point that God can step in. Remember uh, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, when I am weak, then I am strong. In other words, he said, and he went on to say, uh, that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. In other words, when I reach the end of myself is when now the grace and the power and the ability of God can come in and show me what's really happening. Are you seeing this here? So watch, they are at their wit's end. Verse 28, now here's, notice it says, verse 28, the very first word, then. Yes, yes. So they, don't, they, it says, then they cry. They don't cry until they get to their wit's end. Uh-huh. <laughs> when they finally figured out, okay, we tried this and that didn't work. We tried this over here, that didn't work. We tried this here and that, And you know, we tried everything and everything has failed, Try Jesus. That's been our mantra for years and years. But what I'm trying to get us to do is say, no, let's shift that before we get to where we ain't got no other choice. No, let's go to God first. In all our ways, acknowledge him and just let him direct our paths. We can avoid the hardship and the trouble that comes from trying to do things our own way. So it says, then, everybody say, then. Then. So then they cry to the Lord in their trouble. And here here he comes, here he comes, here he comes. And he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Watch verse 30. Then they are glad. Can we say happy? Then they are happy or glad because they are quiet. Now watch this. So he guides them to their desired haven. So God gets them exactly where they were going. Are you seeing that? So if we would rely on God, trust in him, put our faith in him, acknowledge him in all of our ways, get his wisdom, don't depend on, on ours. He will always get us to our desired haven. That desire, a haven is a safe place. He'll always get us that desired safe place, that, desire, that, that, that desired, uh, that expected end the Bible talks about in Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He, is, he plans to give us a future and a hope and an expected end. So God knows where you're going, God knows where He's taking you. And so rather than us being messed up trying to do it on our own with our own wisdom, get out of the way. Get the wisdom of God. Whatever He says unto you, John two verse five, do it. Be like Saul was in John in Acts chapter nine when the Lord knocked him off that beast. The light shine. Saul got up and said, Lord, what will you have me to do? That's what we need to be saying all the time. Lord, what will you have me to do? Because if we'll do exactly what the Lord will have us to do, we'll find that we'll avoid a lot of the pitfalls, a lot of the grief, a lot of the sorrows that come from us trying to do things our own way. Wherever the will of God takes us, his grace will keep us. If you get outside of his will, you step outside the boundary zone Of his grace and it makes you susceptible to all the attacks of the enemy. Now he's gonna come anyway, don't get me wrong, but if there's a safe place where God is there, all just always right there for you. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? But you gotta do it in the wisdom of God. Do y'all receive that tonight? Do you agree with that tonight? Well, give God a big hand of praise if you receive that word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, give God a big praise. Lord, we receive tonight. Hallelujah thank you lord father tonight we just want you to know that we appreciate you we thank you god for making wisdom available to us thank you father because lord we know by your wonderful word that we don't have to do anything on our own we're not by ourselves we're not helpless we're not hopeless in this world thank you father that your wisdom is always available to us you said in your word father and james that if we simply lord if we lack wisdom we just ask you you say you give liberally, you upbraid not. You don't judge us, you don't withhold anything, Father. Lord, you don't look at us and say we don't deserve wisdom. You want us to have your wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's by your wisdom, Father, that we are committed. It's by your wisdom that we improve. It's by your wisdom, Father, that, that, we, that we go on in life and become all that you've called us to be. It's by your wisdom that we are, we are even healed in our bodies. It's by your wisdom, Father, that we are provided and supplied for. It's by your wisdom, oh God that we receive and enjoy abundant life. I thank you, Father, that Jesus Christ came that we might have life, enjoy life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And so we receive that, we walk in that, Father, and thank you, Lord, that from this day forward, we will will stay at our wit's end. (laughs) God, we become just like dumb sheep and we just say, Lord, the Lord is our shepherd (laughs) to lead and to guide and to shield us. So thank you, Father, that you lead us and you guide us and you shield us. You lead us beside still waters. You restore our souls. You lead us in, look, you, you make us a lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. God, you do all these things for us, God. You make goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. God, it's our symbol, symbol our desire to dwell in your house all the days of our lives. God, I thank you, Father, that it is you with you being our shepherd, We'll, we'll enjoy this life. So I thank you, Lord, that uh, our ears are open to hear. Yeah, you yeah. said your sheep hear your voice. They know your voice. the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Yeah. So we refuse to follow a stranger's voice. We listen for and we follow your voice. Thank you for the still, small voice that speaks to us and gives us direction. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. for wisdom, hallelujah, which, which dwells with discretion. Wisdom comes with witty ideas and inventions. Thank you, Lord, for innovation coming to our hearts. Ideas, creativity, wisdom, Lord, for every situation. And I thank you that God, with that wisdom, will excel in all things. We give you praise, and we give you glory. We give you honor for all these things we do. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah.